Um, I found other jingles. Right. Well, it's wrong. Yeah, but it's it's got it's got something. Yeah, South America is what it's got. Yeah, but everyone everyone Have likes. Have you a... seen the film Deliverance? Do you want to bring that into the podcast? Do you no. think this is a good outlet for that? No. No. So get it right. Fine. Here's the normal, quite enjoy podcast jingle. Two men. Two microphones. Two. What? Just. No. What? Come on. Well, it's... we're not some kind of American action film. It's dramatic. Dramatic, my ass. It's stock music and it's awful. Yeah, but it's royalty free. I don't give a shit if it's royalty free. It could come with free hamburgers and I still wouldn't want it in the podcast. All right. I, I, I've got no more further involvement with this, right? You press the buttons, you control the jingles, you make the, the right choice and do everything like you're meant to do, which is pretty much the opposite of what Jack Bauer would do. Well, it seems to have worked for us so far, hasn't it? Right, so here it goes. I'm going to play the proper one this time and get it right. <laughs> Right, now what in the name of bugger have you done to my sound library? Uh, 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 me. Put the original files back at I, the right name as well. Yeah, but I've changed them all, so you really don't know what you're know what what what, what you going to press. No, I'm going to use your logic. I'm going to go and think, right, okay, so the original Quite Enjoy theme tune, that's the most common one. So what would the, the, most, the most ridiculous song that I could pick actually be, right? Right, there's a subheading EastEnders here. I'm going to use one of these. What the hell is this? I, I can't. I can't say for copyright reasons. What? I said I can't say for copyright reasons. Right. Forget it. You've ruined this. Don't have a go. I haven't ruined this. You have a go. Bloody Apex Twin. You can't say it for copyright reasons. Ah, done it. production terms that would have been us spunking our budget were it not for all this wonderful royalty free license free stuff yes yeah. that's, that's that's a good old that's a good old edit that is that is it's taken yeah it, it's taken time care and precision to uh, to even get that far so yeah i'm uh, i'm pleased that we've we've spent our efforts on on this little part of the podcast i've actually got to go now that's a shame yeah so yeah. sorry about that well that's uh, that's the end of that then that's the end of the podcast yeah um, that, that was a quick one. It was the four, four minutes for you. Four minutes. More, more of a, more of a teaser for the next. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but we've, uh, as I say, we have used all of the budget. Um. So uh, yeah, be be sure to tune in next time when it might be longer. <laughs> uh, hopefully, that would be that would be nice. It would be nice. I, mean, I could I could stick around for maybe a couple of minutes. You know, oh. we could well, we could talk about what's coming. Yeah. What, we what could, we're going to do. What we're looking forward to in the yeah. future. Yeah. The you know, um. Uh, 
as as time hurdles towards us, like a freight train in the night, things that we're actually looking forward to being hit by? Um, apparently, Nostradamus predicted that in 2012, the world was going to come to an absolute end. Didn't he predict that in 2002, 4, 6, and then 8? Yeah, but bearing in mind, he was working a long time ago. He Nostradamus was around. So he's hedging his bets. He's a bit like Microsoft with the release dates. It's going to happen then, maybe then, and then we'll update something, and then it might happen. Then. Exactly, exactly. If you, if you remember from sort of, I think it was maybe podcast two, podcast three, we were talking about the Xbox and all of the additional things that were going to happen to it, which some of which have happened and some of which still haven't happened. Mm. We've got Facebook now. We have got Facebook. We've also uh, got Twitter. Sky, Sky Player. Yes, that's good. We last, last FM as well. Yeah. Um, but we uh, haven't got the Project Natal, nope. and uh, we still haven't got rid of the Red Ring of Death. No. So uh, no, no. some things we're lumbered with and some things we're waiting for. That's not it. that excited about Natal or Natal or whatever the hell. No. Not, not, you're not excited about the idea of being able to hold up a piece of paper, take it to the screen, and then the little boy on the other side take the piece of paper from you and look at it and go, wow, my project coding doesn't tell me what this says, but I'm <laughs> holding it in my hand. Aren't you excited? I couldn't be less excited. I couldn't no, be less on, excited go on, go on. if I was beating someone I didn't like around the head with a Wii remote. Here's an interesting top five list we can do. Right. Top five things we hate the most about the companies that we love the most. Yeah, that's an interesting one. You know, angry, yeah. angry with things that from people we love. Because there's got to be some love-hate relationship with everything. I mean, you can't just absolutely love something. Um, because then that would be rubbish and you wouldn't know what hate felt like. So you have to hate something. You have to. Yeah, everyone's got to hate something. Yeah. If there's anything that Jesus and his, you know, and his, his gang of ninjas have taught us is that, is that you have to hate something in order to make the world a better yeah. place. No one is pure. No one is uh, is unable to feel hatred as, as squeaky clean and as clerical as they may seem. Mm. You know, you, you have to have that element. So um, what, what, all right. So let, let's 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 start this going. Who do you love, but what do you hate? Uh, I love Nintendo, mm -hmm. but I hate what they've become, and it's that it's that broad. Wow, that's a that's yeah. a huge opener. Yeah, it is. It's it, yeah. The thing is with Nintendo, they've always been about the games. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always been about you know. Um, our, our core franchises, you're going to have some absolutely cracking games. And to be fair, they are still doing that. But everything else, they've been lost in the wind. You know, now they've done the Wii and they're family friendly. They seem to just like to murder everything that comes onto the console. Like the, the amount of carnival games and stuff that appear just because you can use the Wii remote in mini games and stuff doesn't mean you should. Where, where do you feel that they're letting you down, especially you personally as a consumer? Uh, not, I, you, not you speaking for everyone, but you speaking okay, for me, yourself. Okay, me personally, there are a few things that I look for on a Nintendo console, and that's, you know, good platformers, which they have given me with Mario uh, Galaxy, but they haven't given me anything in three years. Uh, Legend of Zelda came out with the console in 2007. Haven't seen anything since, and that was made for the GameCube, so they haven't even made one for the Wii yet. Uh, and what they're doing to uh, the Zelda series on the DS is just awful. The Zelda series on the Game Boy was awesome. It was as good as the ones on the um, on the Super Nintendo console, as terms of gameplay and you know and story and everything. But the uh, the DS ones are just awful, just awful. I think one of the things that surprises me is that do you remember the novelty of like the uh, Wario warehouse or, or whatever? Yeah, the you know? Wario where on the DS yeah, when yeah, it yeah. first came and all that. Yeah. Well, I remember. I think it was on the 
Was it on the game? No. Was it on the GameCube? The absolutely crazy yeah. backwards Wario. Yeah, Wario's Wario Wear or something. Yeah, thing yeah. It's called. yeah. That was amazing. All these tiny little mini games, five seconds to do each one. That was hilarious. But now they're seeming to make an entire career out of that. Yeah. As of those ridiculous games that are just tripe and no one. That has... seems to be exactly what the Wii has turned into. Those types of games. That, yeah. I, I, I don't think they're they're helping themselves, and I don't think they're securing their own future by doing that because no. people are going to start to sort of distrust them because of that. Well. Case in point. You can't just release a couple of good Mario games every once in a while, a few links and all that sort of thing, and hope that everyone's going to ignore all the other things that you all uh, the other atrocities. Uh, well, I haven't turned that console on in about four months. It's just sad. Uh, it's just sad. It is sad. And they haven't got games with any longevity in them anymore. You know, you can't just sit down and play a game for absolutely months on end that you would. I mean, especially the games that didn't have save points and stuff, you would still pick up and play over and over and over again. But now the market is so saturated, you've just got choice. And you just say, well, I'm not going to bother with this anymore. It's a shame. It is a shame. Um, so love Nintendo, hate what they've become. Okay. Um, Your go. It's going to be Apple. I knew this was coming. Yeah. Mm. Love Apple. Honestly, I'm 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 still in my I'm still in my honeymoon period with Apple. I yeah, really am. I've got yeah, my yeah. I've got my gorgeous new you know computer system, which I'm very very happy with. Mm. Excellent infrastructure, incredibly powerful, wonderful little piece of kit. Um, but they've got the gall to command whatever prices they feel for the products that they have, because they're alone in the market. They know they've got something strong and powerful, and they're going to use that against you. Um, Case in point, the iPad. Yeah, about that. <laughs> That's a monstrosity. Why? Why? We just—I just think that should be the advertising slogan. iPad. Why? I mean, just what? What? What gap does it fill? I can't see where it fits in the market. Can you imagine? Like, oh, I say, can you imagine? I've actually seen it. But Steve Jobs, right, yeah. getting on stage and you know doing his normal blue polo shirt, blue jeans. I'm really excited, shtick, you know, about what's going on. And and the little subtitles that should have been running across the screen as he was talking should have said something in stark contrast to what he was actually saying. They should have said something like, what we've strived to do is to take the, the worst elements out of our strongest uh, packages. We've got uh, the iPod, so we've, we've made something that uh, is roughly eight times the size of the iPod, um, doesn't have the same functionality as the things that you like the most about the touch and the iPhone combined. Uh, it doesn't have its own operating system. You can't really sort of connect to the internet in any major way. You can't make phone calls. There's no camera on it. Um, so we've just kind of scaled the size and the price uh, for a lot less uh, usage. Uh, we've, 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 we've made the, the, the practical impractical. And, uh, and we're all really kind of hoping that you'll pay through the nose for it because Christmas is coming and we've all got bonuses to collect. So you'd have had more respect if that had been the speech because that's exactly what they're saying. It is, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. it's just like, well, we've tinkered around with something else we've got and we've come up with this. It's kind of an intermediate thing. It's not quite ready yet and the next version will be much, much better and it'll be probably what you want, just like we did with the iPhone. Do you remember that when it had the grey back and didn't connect to shit all? Yeah, well, we fixed that and now everybody's got one. So we'll do the same with the iPad. We'll test our feet in the waters and then we'll half its price. You know damn well that they don't need to be testing their feet in the water. You know damn well that if they wanted to, if they wanted to put their most primo technology, all these hundreds of thousands of patents that they've been just channeling through the system, channeling through constantly, 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 bigger updates, larger memory, 
much, much more, more powerful, more dynamic range, better cameras, better function, everything. Every single element that they've tailored to be the best it can possibly be. And three people in the entire company own those things. Steve Jobs has got an iPhone in his house, which is literally 30 terabytes, has a 21 million megapixel camera, can probably call God directly if you just hold five. You know, there's a lot of really, really amazing technology that he's infracted in there. And they're not putting it to use. Instead, they're essentially selling you a shiny box for 500 quid, which no fucker wants to buy. Mmm, a nerve's been touched. And this is only at number four in the list as well. <laughs> Isn't it just? So Steve Jobs and his automatic walkie-talkie with God has it's, come in as it's, number it's, four. It's not even Steve Jobs that I'm angry at. You know when your parents say, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. I'm disappointed in Steve Jobs. I'm disappointed because he knows damn well that you know all the little people, all the little consumers who buy Apple products who are sucking at Satan's teat right now are just merrily saying, no problem, Mr. Jobs. We'll keep buying everything. We'll keep giving you money and you just give us better products every single time. And I'm so happy. Ooh, it's shiny. <sighs> Fucking boils my bridges, I tell you. Right. Uh, number three in the list. Um... It's me. It's my turn, isn't it? It is, and it's got to be a good one. Yeah, but it's not going to quite be Apple. Um, oh, actually, I've got one. Ikea. Ikea? Ikea. We all love Ikea. The Swedish manufacturing behemoth. The one and the same. Okay. Everybody loves that because it's so convenient. It's just, it's a place to go to fill your home with crap you never knew you needed. But is it convenient, though? Yeah, now you see, this 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 brings me to the thing I hate about IKEA. All right, take a take a bow, take a seat. It's all yours. IKEA, you walk in and you're instantly greeted with. Do you remember MFI, the old MFI style shop where you have just a whole wonderland full of living rooms already set out for you? Going, I just wish I could pay some money possibly £20 more than this price tag because it's already horrendously expensive and have someone, some magic pixie come into my house and fit this all for me so it looked exactly like this because it inevitably never will. Right. Yeah. Well, I, Ikea fills you with uh, a, a whole floor of this ideal. So you go through it and you see so much stuff, but it's not just living rooms. Oh, no, 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 no. It's kitchens and dining rooms and uh, and the wonders of the bathroom. And it's like, oh, my God, I could have all of this and it could all look quite quite cheap, but it's uh, it, it's it, it's wonderful. Okay, how do I get all this? Right, uh, a, little, a little piece of paper and a pencil, and I'm going to go around and Argos checklist all of these things that I want by typing down the the convenient five-digit numbers and then the aisle number and then the location and then the color that I wanted and then the name of the supervisor who was looking at me at the time that I picked that bloody thing. Anyway, but, that's not my main gripe. Right. When, when, when you're done with this entire floor, you make your way down to the, the jumble sale of uh, odds and sods, of essential odds and sods, no doubt, and that's not even my problem. My problem is the next step, where suddenly this utopia is left behind you and you wander out into the cold, dark, damp face of a warehouse. All, is, illu is... all illusion shattered, all frontage now given up. Bang, you're in a warehouse. We may as well be sawing the wood on the premises. This, <laughs> this is how much we are now destroying the image of what we've created previously. And not only that, oh, we'll open three of the 19 checkouts we have, two of which will only accept cash, one of which will charge you $3.99 for using a credit card. 
uh, and we'll try and lead it through this shit conveyor belt to fit on an entire wardrobe. Um, now, I don't know who thought that would be a good idea, because I certainly don't. Swedish people. Now, that's the problems with the Swedes, you see. Whereas they think that it's the first impressions that count. It's, it's like inviting someone to a dinner party and then making them wash up and sleep in the kitchen floor. That's what it's like. And it, that's what they're doing to us. And people are accepting this. It's funny because, like, like you say, with the way that the layout is and with the flooring system, you've essentially got the first floor, which is just like a mecca of wonderfulness. It's all very jazzy. It's all very arty. It's all laid out exactly as you picture it in your head. You're like, this looks fantastic. And then by yes. the end of it, you're basically given a box. And uh, I believe they give you a Allen key. And yes, a, a box, an Allen key, and five screws and when you a, need nine. And a very crudely drawn diagram of a very happy, squiggly line man saying, look how easy it is, as he I, lies I don't, through his I non-existent don't, teeth. I don't like that man at all. I don't like him. He lies to the public. That's all that man does. And I tell you what's even worse. Up until recently, I think IKEA now offer this service, but certainly not when I moved and last did a great big shop. You buy all the stuff you need, and then at the checkout, after you've paid for your goods, you come to the realization that, ah, this isn't going to fit in the car, is it? Right, how else can I get this home? Ah, delivery van, that'd be useful. Do you deliver? No. Right. Oh, but we have, we have a third party who live in the corner who rent vans and do deliver. Right, okay, so you don't actually offer delivery service yourself. What you do is you enjoy Jeff and his dodgy brother to stand in the corner with their unmarked blue vans and you expect me to pay them up front 35 quid to put my newly bought goods in the back of their van and cart it to my house. Well, Reg- Regardless of, of size or quantity of purchase, so if you buy a set of drawers that is just too big to fit in your car, 35 quid. Or if you buy an entire bedroom, kitchen, dining, kitchen set, you know, the whole shebang, 35 quid. Which I suppose is good if you're buying lots of stuff, but if you're just buying that one shoddy set of drawers, bad thing. Especially as the delivery charges probably cost three times the actual drawer cost. Well, I I tried to work it out. Um, And I actually did, I did have to use Dodgy Jeff and his service. And I paid my uh, my money and saw my goods go into the back of this 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 is a white van actually it wasn't blue it was a white van not that it matters well actually it does and then uh, I I then carried on home and uh, got home and suddenly this you know one of the London private hire taxi cab things uh-huh. well a people carrier version of that pulled up outside with my stuff in it I was like well that's interesting that's certainly not the van I saw it go in. So what they'd done is they'd, they'd loaded it into this van around the back and then suddenly, obviously, a bigger order had come in, so they needed the van. So they hired a cab to bring it to my place. And I was like, ah, I could have done that. You could have done that as well. And it I would probably have been a damn sight cheaper as well. Yeah. And they charged me 35 quid for that round the corner. And it's like, oh. Yeah, so, yeah. So my number three is, without a doubt, IKEA and it's Walt Disney-like shitting on your dreams. Ikea. Ikea. Simple, uh, allegedly. Although, yeah. one, one, one thing that I must say uh, to uh, Ikea's credit is that they do have very, very jazzy adverts. And um, one of my favorite directors, Spike Jones, did an advert for Ikea uh, about a lamp, which was one of the most heartwarming things I've ever seen in my entire life. Not like the Pixar lamp? No, 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 no. Well... No, he was replaced by a lamp that was like the Pixar lamp, 
but I don't know if you remember the classic desk lamp of yesteryear. Um, small cylindrical uh, oval base, a um, uh, rubber springy sort of um, uh, shaft, if you will, uh, that bends, and then the classic light-shaped lamp at the end of it. You could sort of, it was bendable and adjustable to a certain extent to focus the light on whatever part of the desk that you wanted. You'd oh, know yes. one. If, you'd know one if you see if you saw one. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and and that lamp was basically uh, it was the the cock of the walk. It was the lamp of the house. And one day they went to IKEA and bought a new lamp that shined, you know, shone brighter and cost less money to to keep, you know, running. And uh, they were a lot happier with it. And they put the old lamp out on the street. And the old lamp kind of looks up with its light now extinguished into the flat from below in the rain. And it sees the new lamp shining brightly and the woman reading her book next to it, so in love with her new lamp. And the other lamp looks sad and the head seems to sort of droop more as the rain comes in. And then some Swedish guy comes up and he goes, do not feel bad for this lamp. It does not have feelings. That is crazy. And and then that's that's pretty much the whole advert. And then, oh, and then he goes, and besides, the new lamp is much better. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. That was a good advert. It, it was, was a good, a good advert, advert, but it doesn't it doesn't uh it doesn't excuse them anything. It doesn't it doesn't justify the many evils of IKEA otherwise. No. No. Okay, no. fair enough. So IKEA, mm. good choice by the way. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I thought I'd go outside the norm because usually we have something to do with technology or something that uh I thought, well, no, homing store. That seems to be relevant to both of us. So Abs- um yeah. Absolutely. IKEA. Absolutely. Um I'm going to continue your uh, your uh, your objective ideals and and shy away from technology because it's it's too easy to have a go at technology, isn't it? It is, and to be honest, we're too informed about it. So we need to ju- we need to just stumble blindly into the dark into a conversation that we have absolutely no basis of knowledge in. No problem at all. And mm. with with that in mind, I would like to complain about Walker's crisps. I would also like to complain about Walker's crisps. I join you in your cause. Oh, good on you. Good on you. All right, well, yeah. let's, let's have a moan. Okay, let's have a, excellent. Let's have a moan yes. about Walker's Crisps. Yeah, um, let's moan. I'll, I'll, I'll kick off with their incessant need for new varieties of flavours that never quite make it and are never a success story. When have what you ever in seen... the name of Greek buggery is Cajun Squirrel? Ah, damn. Now you've caught me here because that one wasn't actually too bad. I was thinking mm. more of chili and chocolate. What? Now, I'm actually... Not, I'm not uh, even kidding. Oh, I'm not even kidding. Well, na- well, putting it into a crisp is a sin, but actually chili and chocolate is quite nice on its own. But why, why in the name of hell would you put that into a crisp? Chili and chocolate is not a flavor to be desired by wanton of the tongue or by any flavor. Nobody wants chili and chocolate. Even the people that say, well, I would like chili and chocolate. I've had chili and chocolate before and they're quite nice, as you just did. No. Bad, bad thing with the crisp. But it's not just that. There's, there's, there's tomato ketchup flavor. There's, yeah, some people like it, Worcestershire sauce flavor. But the thing, the thing that I'm trying to sort of get across here, oh, Christmas dinner flavor, etc. The thing I'm trying to get across here is that there are classic flavors. Your ready salted, cheese and onion, smoky bacon, chicken, salt and vinegar, the, 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 the staple groups, steak and onion, the staple groups of crisps that have worked because they work. You know, they've stuck around and there's been a lot of longevity because they simply work. These other flavors of crisps that they introduce willy-nilly, they don't work. And that's why they don't last. And that's why they don't stay. 
Well, ultimately, they go well with beer, don't they? That's why they stay, and that's why they work. They go well with beer. Everything else is just a derivative of the bloody roast chicken flavor. That's all it is. I mean, Cajun, Cajun, what is it? Cajun squirrel. That's just a bloody mix of roast chicken and paprika. That's all it fucking was. So they didn't use actual squirrel? I doubt it. I doubt they even use actual chickens. Well, did you know? I mean, have you noticed the lack or of... Or cheese or onions. Yeah, that's... that's Already. That's, that's true. Oh, another interesting thing. Uh, mm. I, I, I thought this was very interesting. Uh, you'll see on the back of Chris Packets that uh, they have all these new sort of government-based signs, which they have to keep. You know, you've got your RDA, your iron content, all the sort of ingredients list, all the things that are in them, emulsifiers, monosodium glutamate, etc., etc. Sure. The cheese and onion crisp... Uh, isn't suitable for vegetarians. The cheese and onion one is not suitable for vegetarians, but the chicken one is. It's got, mm. the, li- it's got the little green tick on the back that says, I'm suitable for vegetarians, despite what? the fact I'm allegedly made of chicken. But cheese and but- onion, no. No, 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 no. I was made with cow. Why do why do we put up with this? I mean, that's that's just blatantly lying to our face. Red, yeah, it's like buying a Christmas dinner, like a full-on d- a turkey dinner. Suitable for vegetarians. How? How is this suitable for vegetarians? It's a turkey. Well, you think that. Actually, it's a vegetarian. Don't tell them. It's just ridiculous. Why Why would we have roast chicken flavored crisps without any chicken in it? How is know. it roast chicken flavored? It's like, do you remember the um, the uprising they had against Sunny Delight? Do you remember Sunny Delight? I vaguely Sunny remember. I, re- I vaguely remember they made a chemical laden orange bile that was packaged and sold as Sunny Delight, yes. Well, that's that's precisely it. They then withdrew it from the markets when they found out it actually provided 0.5 orange in it. The rest of it was just a chemical sludge. And it's, uh, it's exactly the same thing with roast chicken crisps. But also, another gripe with Walkers, um, which you raised a point earlier, which I was going to pick up on, but you were in a bit of a flow. Uh, why are Walkers the only crisp company in the world, or Lay's as they are everywhere else, why do they swap around the colours of salt and vinegar and cheese and onion. Oh, the, why, blue, why the, blue, they, the blue and green. Why do they feel the need to do that? Well, that, that's an odd one because I, I, I kind of sit on the other side of the fence purely by the way in which my lunches were, were made as a child because I knew nothing but walkers. So I you assume, think everyone else is wrong? Yeah, exactly. Right. And now, obviously, so the, obviously, that's not correct. I'm very misinformed. But for a yes, very long there's time... There's a, a lot of numbers against you on that one. Oh, of course there is. Well, the, yeah. those, those numbers show. But, mm. yeah, I just remember being very surprised. I, I saw a pack of green uh, KP crisps, and, I, and it said cheese and onion. And I went, ha, that's not cheese and onion. They're green. That's clearly salt and vinegar. And the person who's labeled them has got it wrong. And then I had them, and I was like, oh, my God, they are cheese and onion, but they're green. What the – what the – and my tiny little nine-year-old's mind was blown and just distorted until maybe, I, I don't know, I was distracted by a cartoon or something. <laughs> as as is the way. Well, you know that's pretty much all life is when you're nine years old. Some sort of major life and death scenario is survived by the fact that He Man is on. You know that was just and that was an advertisement as a cartoon. That's all He Man was. It was that the toy was made first. They couldn't sell it, so they made a cartoon to sell the toy. You can get that. away with that now. Yeah, yeah, you can. They made a bloody three film franchise out of a bloody roller coaster ride. <laughs> that they did. Uh, they're about to make a fourth as well. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. The first one was perfectly enjoyable. It was perfect. The first one. We're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, by the way. <laughs> We're not talking about the Big Dipper. 
or something. Oh, um, sorry, sorry. Look, look did, how quick how quick I am to just assume that everybody knows what I'm talking about just because <laughs> I do. Disney's The Big Dipper, as everyone remembers, um, sponsored by Pepsi. Um, it is starring Johnny Depp and Kira Knightley just running along the track for an hour <laughs> with their arms in the air, and Kira Knightley looking a little bit sick. Yeah, I do. I do have to laugh at how they come up with storylines to fit around this ride. It's like, so what? What, what inspiration did you get from the ride? Uh, the the name, really. I mean, that that was about it. <laughs> I mean, they they still haven't done a Disney film based on the Magic Castle, have they? Or am I wrong? I don't know. I'm just trying the to Magic work out Kingdom what the Magic Kingdom Castle. What, what... I can't. I can't place it in. A, oh, you mean the Disney actual film. the actual classic Disney castle? Yeah. Um. I. You know. I want to say that. That castle featured in something like Cinderella or Snow White or something, or it, or at least an element of it did. Um, maybe maybe a tower, maybe one of the towers. Yeah, did. maybe maybe. I mean, it's that that castle strikes me as like the classic archetypal um, prince comes to rescue the trapped princess kind of castle. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair, that sort of thing. Yeah, but I. I don't know. I mean, it's all hollow inside. The whole thing's made of plastic. It's a dreadful sham. If you actually walk it, through it and knock on the walls, it'll break your heart. Well, the thing is, like Eddie Izzard said it best, you know, it's less impressive in Europe because we've, we've actually got these. We've got oh, these yeah. and, they, they, you know, people live in them and they protected them and they were about wars. This thing wouldn't survive a, a, a light wind, let alone <laughs> a war. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't. And also, and, our castles were a lot better because they've got those incredibly tiny windows that you can shoot arrows through and not get hit in the face. Murder holes. Murder holes. Love them. Murder holes. Love <laughs> the murder holes. You could just drop hot boiling fat out of them. Who boils the fat? I don't know who gets the fire up that high. But yeah, <laughs> hot boiling fat out the, uh, out the murder holes and then shoot them down with a few arrows for good measure. Perfect. That's British. That is British, that is. And still time for tea. Mm. And do you know what? Throughout the entire time we've been talking about this rubbish, um, in the last five minutes, I've been struggling to come up with a number one. And as all of our number one and all of our number one slots, it isn't number one. It's it's in random orders, you know. We just talk about whatever the hell we feel about. We just so need gonna, a, we just need a little bit of numerical stability to keep the you know keep the black knight at bay. Well, really, it's just to uh, it's just to remind us where we are and how many we've got left. That's all the number is there for. <laughs> it's just a countdown to when we can finish. Um, so going with that, number one, I'm going to take a big old plunge into. <clears throat> Wait for this. What? Wait whilst you think of it. Kentucky Fried Chicken. What? Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know you can't legally call it that, right? Of course I can. You can't. Why? Because it's not chicken. Well, that's that's we're why not, they. We're not having they the can't. Ro- we're not having the Walkers discussion again, are we? No, but that's why they can't call it Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's why it's now renownedly known as KFC. Why? Because it has nothing to do with the state of Kentucky. Well, no, because because somebody at some point decided to look into the the chicken content of Kentucky Fried Chicken and said there's not enough chicken in here to justify you calling it Kentucky Fried Chicken, so change your name. Ah, so that's why all the signs have changed to KFM, Kentucky Fried Matter. That's, uh, <laughs> I thought it was that's, Kentucky that's... Fried Mouse. It could be mouse. I've always <laughs> assumed it was matter. Don't shatter my dreams. <laughs> anyway, the, the the format dictates that I must say that we love this, and then there's a reason that we hate it, and we're right. already talking about the reason we hate it. Oh, um, hang on. Well, we we didn't even we didn't even say why we loved IKEA or loved uh, crisps. That's obvious. Why wouldn't you love IKEA and crisps? I mean, if you were eating a packet of crisps while walking around an IKEA, I mean that that's a Saturday morning, just a blissful Saturday morning for me. 
Oh, well, well done. You saved us about two minutes there. Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> so you've just got to get it over with in one foul swoop uh, later on, once you've had a chance to think about it. Okay, so KFC, haven't yes. had long enough to think about this one. Um, KFC, we, uh, <laughs> it, we, you know, it, as the fast food giants go, I would, uh, I have been known to option a KFC over the other parties. Um, mainly because it's probably, because I go for the the, the fillet, Tower Burger, which is the thing that I love about KFC, and this is why I love it so much. Um, it's it's got grease in it, but it's not so in your face unless you have the the um, the actual tower one with the um, hash brown in it. In which case, it's all over your face. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> did you like that one? I did like that one. Well done. Excellent. I heard a little uh, titter from your side. Um, but the reason I hate KFC is because. Now I'm, I, you know, we're mid twenties guys. You know, we we're quite young. Um, we shouldn't really be worrying about our weight that much. I don't feel, but KFC makes me fat. So KFC makes you fat. KFC makes me fat. Now I'm large anyway, but I'm putting, I'm putting me- most of the blame on KFC and a large binge of it I had about two years ago. I'm, put- you- I'm putting the responsibility on KFC there. Can I can I assume that you may or may not have sort of dallied in there in between hitting your work and hitting your tube station because we all know that there is one on that route. Well, I, I may have frequented the, uh, the the KFC in question on the way home a few times. Okay, it's not open on my way in, so you know that's that's that out the window. But yes, yeah, on the way home, maybe. Hmm. And when I was freelancing a lot as well in London, um, I uh, yeah I used to used to option it for lunch. The pay was good and the chicken was going. So. Uh, <laughs> So, so I ate. I so ate like you, a king. So when you say that KFC made you fat, would it maybe be just equally as fair to say that your lack of a, a, a suitable detour en route home may have also made you fat? No. No, you so see, you're not listening here. KFC made me fat. It's KFC's fault and KFC's fault alone. It's their fault that they put a franchise there for a mm. start. It's their fault that they they make... The, the deliciousness that they may I'm salivating already just thinking about it admittedly I haven't eaten dinner yet but I am thinking about KFC it is fucking it, it is fucking good chicken though it, it, I mean it's not it's, it's not good, good by traditional standards but it's fucking good chicken but it makes me fat fat damn it I sound like I should be watching sex in the city eating ice cream with a spoon that's too big for my face oh that'd be good I mean awful it would be good. Why do girls do that? Running aside, why why do girls, when they get depressed, eat ice cream? They're not going to be depressed the next day when they say, I can't fit into this dress anymore. Well, I know, because you just ate a, a bucket of Ben & Jerry's. You always see it on American TV shows, just girls tucking into these th- their own body weight in ice cream. You've just doubled in size overnight. Well, there's a, there's a very prominent theory which has been knocking about the place for quite some time, and that's sort of saying that Every uh, every sort of meal that you eat is completely subjective to the to the person eating it. So, whereas you might you and I might eat some ice cream and go, mm, "That's really nice. It's kind of got some caramel in it, and it's cold and it's sweet, and that's yeah, that's lovely, and it tastes good." They might be eating it, and whilst they're eating it, they could picture themselves, you know, uh, in a meadow, wind blowing through their hair, whilst the ice cream is saying, "Hey, baby," in like a sort of Barry White voice, making them feel all you know special tonight, etc. Um, Barry White ice cream, like it. <laughs> <laughs> Barry White special tonight. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a mystery. Maybe it's just got some good old vaginal stimulation in it. You take a spoon. You go. Ooh, 
You take another spoon, you go, ooh. I don't know. Vanilla I don't, ice I don't cream, know the packed with estrogen. <laughs> Could be packed with estrogen. It could be packed with estrogen. You don't know. Never say never. Um, how are we doing for time here, by the way? That's that's it. We're we're over. We're actually over time on this podcast. Let's let's get out of here before they lock us in. Fine. I'm leaving right. now. Right. Yeah. Me too. Bye. Bye. Bye.